This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Eat on Friday. Good morning and welcome back to the Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. <laughs> I don't know what mic I'm talking into. I'm Stephanie March. And you are here with us and we are live at Bachman's this morning just talking about all the fun plants that are going to be happening. And I think I should mention too that our friend from Five on Ice came by and brought us a bottle of espresso vanilla. It is a new flavor that they'll be carrying. This is the company that's local, and they do vodkas. They have a lemon ginger. They have a cranberry orange. And this is espresso vanilla. And I am really, I think, okay, Hubbard Broadcasting does not allow you to drink on the air. And I, in my mind, I see the picture of my boss, Ginny Morris, and she is preventing me from cracking this open and pouring some in my coffee this morning because I want to so bad. It looks wow. so good. Yeah. No, so it looks there good. There you go, Ginny. You're keeping me honest. There you go. All right. So we did have a caller that was hungover from the last break. Uh, Hope, is our caller still there? Yes, we have Anne on the line. Hi, Anne. Did you want to ask us a question this morning? I do. First Great. of all, I just want to say I love your show. You're Thank your you. Favorite. Oh, yeah, you're so, so nice. Thank you. <laughs> so we have friends from Dallas visiting because they're in town because they're a daughter's high school volleyball tournament. Uh-huh. And we, they only have like two hours before they need to catch their flight back to Dallas. And I live in the northern suburbs, and we're, I was hoping to find um, a cute um, quintessential Minneapolis type of restaurant close to the airport that we can meet with yep. them for a couple of hours. Are you thinking would, what time? Uh-huh. Yep. So this would be like a late lunch, early dinner kind of thing. So after 4 o'clock? Probably around three to four. Okay, because I was gonna say Lynn on sixty-five, but I think they don't open until four o'clock. Um, quintessential Minneapolis. There's Tilia. Yeah. Or uh, this is a funny little place, but um, and maybe I don't know. I when you said Dallas, I was thinking. It could be a way to introduce them to something. The Q Fanatic Barbecue over by in Richfield, kind of by the airport, which is actually, God, it's like right over where we're sitting, yep. like right over there. They have some of the best brisket, and it's Minnesota brisket. I mean, not like anything different, but it's just really good. That might be okay. kind of fun. I mean, if they're, they're Texas people, they may have very big feelings about barbecue, but. <laughs> and yeah, Tilia, you can with Texans and their barbecue. Tilia would be good because it's close. It's by the lakes, and they have a lot of craft beers on tap, so you could sort of showcase the flavorful Minneapolis beer culture. Or Pizza Lola. You know, Pizzeria Lola is one of those great pizza places that is sort of inventive and cool and friendly and very Minnesota in its vibe. I love that place. Uh, If we're going to do pizza, I would say Red Wagon Pizza, too, over off of Penn and 50th. Or Broder's, which is... uh, local institution they've got a deli and also the restaurant where you can have fresh homemade pastas yep that's not too far off you could that's just up 35 all right good luck thanks what was that restaurant again that you mentioned that had a lot of craft beer tilia tilia okay t-i-l-l-i-a 
All right. Thank you so much, ladies. All right. Thank you. I think there's only one L. T-I-L-I-A. Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> I never was a good speller. I shouldn't even try. I was just thinking. This brings us to the top, top two in hour two. Give him the old one, two. One, two, one, two. And now the Weekly Dish presents top two, top two. The top two. Pick your best two. In hour two. All right. Give me two. Winning, 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 winning. All right, it's the time where we take, where we tell you the two things that we are both rather obsessed about this week. I gotta tell you. All right, I'm gonna start with Please. the fact that it is Record Store Day, and I love Record Store Day. And I have the lads with me, and they're sitting in the Patrick's Bakery eating right now, <laughs> kind of getting ready for Record Store Day. And what that just means is that we are gonna run around and go visit independent record stores and. You know, like kind of go through the stacks and it's just a really fun community kind of day in my mind. I, I want to say, too, that this is the day two years ago that Prince passed and he one of the last places he was seen was at the Electric Fetus yeah. on Record Store Day, picking up some records. The Fetus has had uh, just long storied past of being the record store of the Twin Cities for many years. Mm-hmm. The Franklin Bridge coming down has made it sort of challenging for them. Yeah. So we're, that's our first stop. That's where we're heading straight there from here. If you value them as a local retailer, which I certainly do, make sure that you stop by there today they, or anytime. Really, yeah, anytime. Help support them while they get through the construction challenge. Yeah, and they have uh, just so that we're on track here. They do have dogs serving hot dogs behind the store and oh cheese will be parked there as well oh cheese they were giving out Heggie's pizza to people in line waiting i like so it it's you know just to kind of keep that on track for you and then i'm also going to flashlight vinyl which is important because there was donuts there okay <laughs> <laughs> food always works to get people to go places yeah all right so my top two an hour two i'm going to start What's with kind of one? a weird one I was on the road and I was at a lot of Indian reservations traveling through the Southwest and they have this thing called Navajo fry bread. Fry bread. Okay. I didn't know that that was a thing. It's at Sandcastle. Okay. There's fry bread at Sandcastle. Doug Flicker's little uh, beach shack on the coma. You know, and I've seen that on the menu and you, now that you say it, I'm like, okay, I get it. Yeah. It's basically like dough that's fried in a skillet and then they in the southwest put taco toppings on it yeah. they call it the indian taco yeah you it's kind of like a it's what you yeah you use to hold your shredded beef or your whatever yeah and it's a it's heartier than like a tortilla it's almost like a funnel cake kind of texture it's and got, thickness usually the best ones have that kind of a little bit of like butteriness to them like a little oiliness to them and they have that crisp yeah of things so but, but i still ate doughy. a lot of fry bread so oh, i, I put a recipe um i'll put it on our facebook page if you want to try it it's pretty easy to make i was surprised by that too you just whip it up and then you let it rest a little bit and just fry it up so if you want to do that at home navajo fry bed good all right well my second in top two at hour two is uh actually gory gory peku which is i don't even know what that is i know that's why i like to say that to <laughs> gory, you. gory gory peku peku Peku. Peku. Gory, okay. gory, peku. Gory, gory, peku. There you go. It is a bar. I'll try and spell it. It's a bar. Really? It's, Where? It's the it's the bar above Karanomisa in okay. the Japanese in the, beautiful restaurant that is also the Kaiseki. The old origami. Yes, the old origami. In Which Blue. we shouldn't keep saying, but no, it's a good but it's moniker a good, for people yeah, to know it is. Yeah, it is a good sightline thing. So last night, um, uh, I got invited to go to a little uh, history lesson from um and jd there was there with me as well who's going to come on and talk about wings in a minute but uh we it was a really great sort of um 
Gardner Dunn is the Suntory sort of expert about Japanese whiskey, and he was there talking about the history of Japanese whiskey. And he carved some crazy ice in front of us from a big, hunky square block into a beautiful sphere in like a matter of, what do we say, like three minutes or something like that? By hand. Wow, sphere carved ice by, by hand. hand. Which is the Japanese way. Huh. And it was just beautiful. We had some hakushu and some hibiki and we just... What is hakushu? It's a, it's a, the name of a whiskey, a oh, Japanese okay. whiskey. So and we hibiki had is too? Hibiki, mm-hmm, and we had some Yamazaki and we just had some beautiful whiskeys. And so that was lovely. Yum, And then fun. John went and had the kaiseki, which was a whole bunch of, you know, crazy courses paired with whiskey. I opted out because I was already full (laughs) but anyway but that was kind of lovely and i just want to say if you guys again if people are interested in learning more about japanese whiskey the best thing is to go and taste it and the little bar called gori gori peku which is named after the dog shige's dog chef shige uh that's a place to go that would be a good date spot too actually that would be a great because you could sit at the counter there and they'll talk with you about what they're eating and you could then you could either drink go to the bar before or go to the bar and then sit downstairs and order those buckwheat matcha noodles, which I'm obsessed with. Yum. Yum. All right. What's your second one? Uh, The sidewalk dog brewing pass is back. Oh, Um, and I love this. It is a pass where you get, you buy the pass and then you get 25 beers uh, throughout the season. So you have until December of 2018 to do it. It lists all of the, there's 25 breweries that are doing it, so I'm not going to list them all, but there's a lot. And it tells you, if you look at the list, which dog-friendly, all the patios are dog-friendly, but I would say over a third of these places, you can also bring your dogs inside. Oh. So there are, it's a new trend for a lot of these breweries that you can bring your dogs inside. So if you're someone that can't be away from your dog, and Lord knows, I know there's a lot of you, um, you can get this pass and a certain percentage of the proceeds go to uh, Pinky Swear, which helps children with cancers by providing basic needs for their families while their kids are in treatment. Awesome. So the uh, pass is $25. So that's cheap considering that you get 25 craft beers. Yeah. And it's a dog-friendly pass, and you can get it on the website of Sidewalk Sidewalk Dog. Dot com and we'll also have a link on our Facebook page. Awesome. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of fun. Do you ever go to these breweries and see people with their dogs? Yeah. It, <clears throat> it somehow makes it more fun. I don't know. I don't like it in France when I'm in a restaurant and their dogs are all over because you can eat with your dogs in France. I don't know if you know that. I mean, and get, not just, every single place, but, but a, almost, almost. A lot of the cafes. Literally yeah. almost. You can bring the dogs inside stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking like, at, like the Georges Saint. Oh, yeah, I don't even know what that is, so (laughs) (laughs) I'm not eating there. But um, the other day I was somewhere, oh, I know where I was. I was in the Southwest, and you had to wait 45 minutes to get into this elote, and this lady had a dog on her leash and walked into the restaurant, and they didn't let her go in with the dog, and she was so upset. I was like, why are you upset? This is the United States. You don't just get to bring your dog into restaurants. There's a whole thing. It really is. There's a whole thing. So get the pass. Okay. Get a beer. Make it easy on yourself. Awesome. We're going to take a quick break, you guys. And when we come back, we're going to have J.D. Hovland here talking about the wings of winter. And it's not winter anymore, so you can still eat wings. It's okay. This We're broadcasting live down at Bachman's, and we are being sponsored, you guys, today by XL Energy, Centerpoint Energy, and go for state one call because you need to call before you dig. 811. It's that easy. We'll be right back. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Weekly Dish. We are live at Bachman's today. 
And you should be live here too, shopping and getting ready for the glorious uh, planting season that's coming ahead. And remember, if you're going to plant, call 811 and check out your digging situation before you do. Um, I have a guest here that uh, J.D. Hovland, is that how you say your name, sir? Yes. Okay, make sure you hold your microphone to your mouth or Stephanie's going to yell at you. I'm going to yell at everybody. She's been yelling at me all day, which is fine. Um, You did something really interesting called the Wings of Winter that I read about, where you decided you didn't want to be a shut-in in the wintertime in Minnesota, and you liked wings, so you were going to go and take yourself on a wing journey. Can you tell us about that? Uh, Sure. Um, Like, as a lot of us know, in Minnesota, the winters are dark and long Yes. Um, so you end up getting cabin fever if you, you know, you're home too long. And I just don't, you know, sitting at home watching television isn't my thing. Sure. I don't play video games or anything like that. But I really enjoy food. So uh, I'm a Game of Thrones fan, too. Me, too. And the next book, which I don't know when, if ever, it'll come We're out, waiting forever. Yeah, is uh, titled The Winds of Winter. And so talking with some friends, that's how Wings of Winter came about. <laughs> so I was like... You know what? I'm going to eat wings every day this winter. Okay, so here's what he did, you guys. He These are his rules. He ate wings every day. Bone-in or traditional Hmong Thai or Japanese preparation only. He did not repeat. He ate, ate the namesake saucer rub unless it was so hot it was trying to kill him. Uh, homemade wings may be cooked at least once each month, which I thought was an interesting twist that you tried to recreate these at home, that it needed to be documented. And to document these, he brought this kit along with him to all these places, a digital scale, a plastic takeout container, um, a, a ruler, a Ziploc bag. You like took this to a whole new level. Oh, and you had Tyrion Lannister, a little yeah. pop-up guy that. Yeah. So and you documented this, I'm assuming, on Instagram and. Yeah. So there's there's a dedicated Instagram account. Um, so I have an Instagram account, you know, JD Hovland. Okay. And uh, I document a lot of my food that I make or that I eat around town, or just sometimes some interesting pictures I find, or like street art when I'm traveling. Yeah. Um, but I didn't want to load it up with just wings for three months or more than three months because i did the beginning of meteorological winter winter and the end of astronomical winter this is what makes you so nerdy interesting (laughs) and weird because who thinks like that let's let's be honest he's a nerd we're all nerds if you're listening to the show you're a food nerd this is the way we like it yeah so um yes that's what that's what i ended up doing so you would you would measure these wings you would eat them and then weigh the bone mass what did you learn about the wing community in the twin cities um that some of the places that reference a that you're being served a pound of wings um they mean the after cooked weight while most places mean the pre-cooked weight and wings depending on the temperature they're fried at and whether or not they're marinated can lose up to 40 percent of their weight in frying so a pound suddenly becomes, you know, only two-thirds of a pound. Right. So value was important to well, you. <laughs> it, it, it wasn't, and it wasn't, because if it's prepared well and it's uh, seasoned great, depending on the location, you could expect to pay more. It's like if you order a wing at, let's say, um, St. Genevieve, you're going to expect to probably pay more for a wing than if you go to the Cedar Inn. Right. That's, right. Not, to, that's not to bag on Cedar Inn's wings. They're awesome. They're a great fried wing that um, is then braised that falls off the bone. But 
it's and messy, but it's it's wonderfully fun to eat. Okay, I didn't never yeah. have heard of that. It sounds delicious. Yeah, Cedar Inn. It's they're great. That's what are some dive. other wings that you were just crazy about or that were surprising to you? Um, so uh, I work downtown as a software engineer, and so um, you know. To much to Eric Dayton's chagrin, I use the Skyways a lot. Yes, um, we're talking to JD Hovland, yeah. by the way. <laughs> yep. So, um, one of the restaurants in the building next to mine is Skyway Walk, and every few days I'd see people lining up to order their hot wings, like just getting like three orders of hot wings and then leaving. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, the wings must be good here, and that's one of the things that kind of started the idea of Wings of Winter. Yeah. It's like getting wings at places you wouldn't think to get wings. to get wings right yeah, yeah. so um i got the i they were going to be one of my emergency spots when i had a meeting that was scheduled in the afternoon that i didn't expect and i needed a quick lunch i'd get them there because they're a building away right well i had to pull that card early because there was a thursday meeting in the afternoon after an early uh, early morning meetings so i went to skyway walk got three orders of wings and order cream cheese wontons because that's one of my vices <laughs> um, went back to the office bit into one of those wings and i was like shocked at how good they were oh. yum yeah. another yes. place i've never even heard yeah. of i'm so excited um, yeah they're marinated they're lightly breaded salt and pepper fried to perfection uh and they're just delectable skyway walks wings yep love it wow uh, they uh they appreciated the words apparently because they've now cut out the article and, and hung put it on the, the wall, wall. Oh, nice oh my god that's so that's great yeah. So what was a place that you expected to be great and sort of was a little disappointing um, if you're willing to, you know, share? Well, so I had this idea that, you know, if a if a dedicated chain restaurant gets big on a certain item, that that item should be prepared at least competently or, you know, pretty mu- pretty good. Seems yeah. reasonable. So yeah. when you go to, like, um, Kentucky Fried Chicken, you're expecting good fried chicken. Yeah. That's what they got famous for. Uh, pizza Hut Pizza. Um, so Buffalo Wild Wings got, you know, famous on their wings. Um, so I went there to get their lemon pepper wings because I'd had them a few days earlier at Wingstop. And lemon pepper wings, if you read the article, uh, they kind of helped form the idea of Wings of Winter. Um, the ones at Wingstop were amazing. And just, you know, the acid hits your palate and makes you start salivating. The pepper just burns a little bit. And then the chicken's just really flavorful and the skin's crispy. And that's Wingstop in that's Maplewood? That's Wingstop in Roseville. Roseville, okay. And there's one also there's, in Brooklyn Center. Yeah, Brooklyn Center. Yeah. So there's a couple locations. They're headquartered in Dallas. Okay. Uh, so local headquartered Buffalo Wild Wings. They, um, when they brought theirs out... They tasted metallic. Okay. Like, you really couldn't get a lot of the lemon, a lot of the pepper, and um, I have a theory that it's because a lot of places to get crispier skin, they'll do a baking powder wash. Yep. So, basically, what that does is it causes little um, compartments to appear in the uh, surface of the skin, so there's more skin skin area, surface area, that fries up crisper. Yep. Okay. And they're trying to draw out the salt, probably, too, that helps crisp up. Yep. and, and you're they, saying that they were not as they were not good. The metallic, and it was sort of yeah. a bummer. Yeah, it was like it was a real bummer. That's too bad. Have you eaten wings since your challenge ended? Um, I've had wings three times since it ended, so it, this didn't turn me off wings. And where did you eat them? Because if you um, ate them, you must have been like, oh, I can't miss these, even though I've eaten wings for the rest of my life. Um, so Skyway Walk has two varieties of wings. Okay. They have their crispy skin, crispy wings that I mentioned before, but they also have. 
um, the oyster sauce wings, uh, garlic, yeah. um, shallot, um, uh, and uh, ginger in a hoisin sauce. It's really good. Um, and then I've also had them at Young Joni. Yes. Again, I repeated that one. And then uh, I think I had them again at Zen Box. So what did what would you Speaking say? Of happy birthday, Lena! If you're listening, happy birthday, yes, Lena! Happy birthday, Lena. Uh, what would be your favorite like buffalo wing? I was going to ask that. Okay, so I think the best prepared and most um, most true to the original Anchor Bar recipe because I went to Anchor Bar on New Year's Eve. I did a road trip around the Great Lakes just to go to the Anchor Bar, and that was where the <laughs> buffalo yeah. wild that, or the what, buffalo wing originated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, the one that's closest and one of my favorites in town is. Um, uh, Spring Street Tavern, right across from Moose on Monroe. Yep. Um, their their wings are okay. That uh, you even referenced Moose on Monroe is like solid Northeast shout out. Boop boop. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Spring Street Tavern. Yeah. So the buffalo mix, buffalo sauce mix there isn't too acidic. Oh. It's much heavier on the butter than it is on the franks, and that's much more in keeping with the Anchor Bar. Okay. Um, yeah. The, I, I've my personal opinion is I think most of the places around town that have buffalo wings actually are building their sauce off of their experience at Hooters. <laughs> this is true. Hooters sauce is um, noticeably higher in vinegar um, from the Franks yep. than butter, like Anchor Bar. Okay. Can I ask you how you come down on the dry wing situation? The dry I, rub. I love dry rub wings. Is that? Yeah, so my personal preference is if I'm getting whole wings, I'd like them dry rub. Yes, thank if you. If I'm getting parts, I can do either. And yeah. where do you like the dry rub wings that are whole? Uh, dry rub wings that are whole, um, Bulldog Lower Town. They okay. actually won like some contests right before I ate them, and I didn't even know. But their dry rub is really good. I've never had um, those either. This is such a good list. Uh, there's Breaking Bread Cafe in mm-hmm. North, mm-hmm. Uh, part of the food... Uh, it's appetite for change. Appetite for change. Their dry rub wings are incredible. Yep, and they're like um, six bucks. Yeah, they're super affordable, and they're part of a meal. You can get these awesome mashed potatoes with them, or some good. Okay, corn where bread. is that? It's in North. Yeah, okay, it's on Broadway. Yep, off off Broadway. Yeah. It's North. Michelle Cunningham is the chef there. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Excellent. What about Monte Carlo? We got. I got to ask oh, how you feel about so Monte Carlo. Monte Carlo's or yeah. Psycho Susie's dry rubs. So, no Monte I, I Carlo. Did, I didn't go to Psycho <laughs> Susie's yet. Sorry, uh, it was on my list, but. Um, I've had the wings there prior to Wings of Winter, but I haven't had them since or during. Um, so I'll have a different appreciation yeah. for them probably. Uh, no, um, Monte Carlos are amazing, um, but they're like the um, given. I mean, they're, yeah, like it's they're, they're the standard. The benchmark. They're the standard, yeah. It's like dry rub. They're the top of everybody's list. They're I mean, that Chinese spice blend, the double, the double spicing. So they spice them before they fry them. They spice them after they fry them. Crispy skin. Uh, the little wicker basket with paper. It's awesome. I want to go right now. Okay, yeah. not to like call out anyone because people try, but was there a wing that just landed on your plate and you were like, why? Why are you even serving this to uh, me? There's two. Uh, so one is Ground Round in Tumble, Wisconsin. <laughs> okay. So I'm thinking, uh, so there's this like, this. They, they describe this garlic Parmesan wing. And I'm like, oh, I like garlic and I like Parmesan. So I order the wings and I get them in. They're tossed in Alfredo sauce. Oh, no. That's so wrong. It, it like, got cold immediately, leached all the moisture out. It was was a bad experience. All right. And one more before we go quickly. John Randall's restaurant on Nicollet. On Nicollet Randall's. Yeah, the, um, the Caribbean ones, they're battered like. They're sweet and sour chicken, so the skin isn't crispy, oh. and the batter just prevents it from becoming a good wing. I'm so sorry to hear that you yeah. had a bad wing, but, you know, yeah. 
fettuccine wings. People, why would you even attempt that? Thank you for coming out, JD. We appreciate you driving out to Bachman's on Lindell to visit us. Congratulations. Yeah. And Wings of Winter, is that where the other Instagramists have got both? Yeah, it's underscore Wings of Winter underscore. uh, The other Wings of Winter was taken. Or JD Hovland. So thanks for being on. I appreciate it. Excellent. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we'll be right back. Everybody, welcome back to the Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie March, Stephanie Hanson, and we are here live at Bachman's Garden Center on Lindale. And I know that you have woken up today, and it is a bright and sunny day. And I think the best uh, the best recourse is to get to a garden center. Yes, it is, and start making your plans because it's going to happen, and it's going to happen all at once and fast. That's right. And that is why you also, I just want to mention, we are being sponsored today by XL Energy, Centerpoint Energy, and Gopher State One because you need to call before you dig, people. Yes, you do. Just make sure that you're dialing 811 and find out. Uh, We are being joined now, you guys, by Mr. Dermot Cowley. Dermot, are you there? I am. Hi, Stephanie, and hi, Stephanie. Hello, (laughs) sir. Now, you guys, Dermot is with us today because, of course, he owns many restaurants like, you know, Lola's Lake House, and he owns Jake O'Connor's and Excelsior, and McKinney Row has just opened, recently opened downtown by the U.S. Bank Stadium. But what we're talking to Dermot today about is the fact that he is the reigning champ from last year's Twin Cities Burger Battle. I know, and this is coming up again, and uh, I wanted to talk about that McKinney Row burger that you had, man. Yeah, the big stag burger, and, and, and all credit must, uh, well, I'll take the accolades, but the real credit goes to our great chef, Christian Oxley, uh, who created the big stag burger, and uh, yeah, it's, we've, uh, we've sold a lot of those burgers since uh, winning the title. Oh my God! What was what was that burger made of? If I remember correctly, now uh, just to come just for a second, let's give you guys some context. The uh, the burger battle happens every year in the Twin Cities, and they kind of have moved it around to different places. But this is like some twenty some burgers, just that you get to go and you sample, um, and you pay sixty dollar ticket, yep. and you get to eat like twenty different burgers. And all of these restaurants and chefs come up with a burger to beat them all. And last year it was the big stag. Tell us what was yeah. on that burger, man. So it was uh, it was two burger patties, a certified Angus beef, uh, with a, a Dijon aioli, a white American cheese, sautéed onions, pickles, a crispy fried onions, and all put together on a pretzel bun. And well, I- uh, it, it's just off the charts. I love that there's like no crazy ingredients necessarily, but it sounds like it was a very layered burger with texture almost. Exactly, exactly, and it's uh, it's uh, it's just a big um, it's a big burger. Like I, I, I honestly, God, I personally don't know how anyone can finish it. I've tried, <laughs> and I've never been able to finish the burger. And the pretzel uh, bun stuff. I know, and and yeah. here's the. Here's the thing about the pretzel bun, though. Lately, people have been trying to do the pretzel buns, and they get they're too dense, and they get dry and crumbly. But your guys, that I specifically remember that your pretzel bun had like held up to the burger, but also really sort of, I mean, it lovingly cupped the burger. Let's just say, <laughs> and that was a major accomplishment in my book. Well, thank you. Yeah, we I mean, it was. Uh, I, I, what was really an accomplishment that day, if you remember, was the weather was so. It was pouring rain, and like when when I my team had gotten there before I did, and they called me and told me, "Dermot, it is like there's eight inches of standing water everywhere yeah. down here and stuff." And so I end up stopping on my way to 
buy a pair of muck boots because I was in a pair of sneakers. <laughs> and so I buy muck boots, get there. And I told a couple of staff members not to come. The weather's so bad. I was like, you know, if we make 50 burgers, maybe 100 burgers, that'll be it. You know, that's, yep. you know. I ended up then on the on the uh, flat top flipping burgers myself, and I think we served seventeen hundred <laughs> burgers that night. I didn't see. I thought I was going to just come up, shake a few hands, say hello, and and uh, and here I am, like three hours later, just like Minnesotans you know, are hearty. Listen. They're not going to miss their burger uh, if they bought absolutely. their ticket. It was that- so much fun. It was uh, such a great event in there. You know. Obviously, this year we're going to have 80-degree beautiful weather for us. Of course, of course. It's at Harriet Island. I'm I'm still going to wear the muck boots. You better wear the muck boots just in case. They're my good luck token now. They should be. I tell you, yeah. that was, that was. I mean, like, there were so many people out there. And, and just like Dermot said, it was just sheets and sheets of rain. And I was uh, a judge, as I am again this year. And I was a judge with Gavin Kaysen and Carly and Jason Zucker. And we were all just like, I cannot believe the amount of people who are out here just shoving burgers in, in the their pouring faces. Rain. Right. In the pouring rain. And it was beautiful. Now, okay, Dermot, you guys are coming back this year. Do you want to give us a little preview, maybe, of what you're thinking about your burger? Well, we uh, we don't want it, anyone taking and stealing our recipe right uh, now, but it will be very different. Uh, it's uh, going to be served on well, it'll be on a uh, a Hawaiian bun infused with pineapple. Oh, so that'll okay. just be huh. a, that's a yeah. risky move. Risky and move. It's it's a, it's a pretty darn good burger. Different kinds of meats in us, and uh, all it's, right, it's it, it, it'll be one to watch. So now, we're, we're excited to come in with something new and, and different. Is there anything that you would advise people? Like, I know you don't want to give away the tips and the tricks of the trade necessarily from the winner, but is there something that you would say, like, to a restaurant or that is just entering the, a, a special burger? You know, uh, is there anything that you would give them a piece of advice? Uh, you know, bring your best game because I'm telling you, the burgers, everybody who's participating, uh, like so many amazing burgers. Like, like I don't know how a judge, you guys can figure out which one is actually the best. And did you have to eat one. all 60 stuff? We did. Oh, yeah. well. We didn't eat. No, it wasn't sixty. It was twenty. Okay, There's, so a it, quarter of twenty burgers. Yeah, but we all took a. We took like one like or two 10. bites. Yeah, and I mean, and I would say that for me, the biggest thing to remember is to not overkill your burger with like, don't make those dry pucks. But also, don't get too crazy with those. I'm gonna put a case of shrimp on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, to make it insane because the judges by the end are just kind of like, you know, that's a lot. But yeah, I do. It, it, sorry, I was going to say it is. You know, it is still a burger. It so is. Got, and at the end of the day, it is the best burger uh, that's going to be to come out victorious. But it's such a great event. And for the people going, there's some great breweries. Uh, you know, they get the beer as part of their package. Uh, you know, it's not just food. So they get the beers, get sample beer. And advice to anybody going to uh, the burger battle, find McKinney Row first. And then try out <laughs> burger first. You know, before you fill up on all the others. Yeah, fair enough. Vote hard, vote often. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and 
And tickets are on sale right now, you guys. So definitely it's tcburgerbattle.com. You should show up. It's a great day. You know, Red Cow will be out there, I'm sure of it. Or they have their past winners. Yep. We had Patty Shack was a past winner. Brunson's Pub Brunson's was a runner-up last year. So many great things. So definitely come and check them out. And that is happening on May 19th at Harriet Island in St. Paul. Thanks, All right. Dermot. All right. Thanks, Dermot. All right, we're going to take a quick break, you guys, and we'll be right back. This is The Weekly Dish, brought to you by Red Cow and Red Rabbit. We're back, and you are listening to The Weekly Dish. Every week, we are brought to you by our friends at Red Cow, and they have four locations you can visit, and Red Rabbit, which is on Washington in the Red Building, and they're going to be opening in St. Paul. Any minute now. Uh, yeah, we will let you know when that one is open, but they're open for brunch on the weekends, of course, and you can get burgers and everything else. And also, we are at Bachman's today. So thank you to Centerpoint Energy who made this broadcast possible with XL Energy and Gopher State One Call. They really want people to know that before you get in your garden and before you dig, to call 811 and make sure it's safe. Absolutely. Good ideas. Stephanie, at the end of the show, we always talk about what the moral of the story is. And I'm just going to tell you the moral of my story. Okay. If you're planning a car trip to go camping, a minivan isn't very big, number one. Number two, if it has lasers shooting out of its eyes in the paint, you'll never lose it. Right. Which is you nice. You know where you're parked. And number three, if you're camping in the spring, a heater might be important because I only got to camp one night because it was 20 degrees and 40 mile an hour wind, so you couldn't have fire. Hmm. So that's my moral of the Did story. Did you have a tent, is, by the way? No. We oh. just had the car, which was supposed to be, in my mind, a bigger car. A van, like yeah. a conversion van, yeah. not a minivan, Man. not a Dodge Caravan. I know. Which, I know. oh, and that thing with the laser eyes, if you could have no, seen the, the people looking nuts. at us. It was insanity. It was like you were already on 420, is what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. I know. Exactly. That's um, the moral of my story. Okay, my the moral of my story is that Carla Hall is tall. And that has helped Six her a lot. Six feet. <laughs> and that she, do you, you know, I was going to ask you about that. It's kind of yeah. a weird thing. But do you think if you're a six foot tall woman that men are less likely to sexually harass you? No. I just think that if you have, I don't think, well, let me just say I was with a six foot tall woman this week and we were at an event and there was plenty of people asked, wondering what she was doing and where she was going and if they would, she would like to accompany them She's over there. a very attractive young yeah. lassie, that yes. friend of ours. Well, and that's so, I mean, I just think, but if you're a boss lady in, and you're six feet tall, I think that helps. Yeah, exactly. I think that helps. You know, uh, lots of new stuff has opened this week. Please. There's you went to Grand co- Catch. Well, yes, I did go to Grand Catch, which is over on Grand Avenue. And that is Sami and Sa- Saeed Wadi's uh, Tian Lee's new place. And it is. Re- I was thinking about you when I was there thinking you're going to like it. It's really I am going to like it. Too. And I lived out on the East Coast and having some Old Bay shrimp was yeah. my jam. Yeah. So I'm going to like it. There's a, So it's basically a seafood boil, but it's kind of a globally focusing. You can get some, you know, some great seasonings and there there's a little bit of asian influence on all of it and a little milk jam creamery ice cream which we don't have in st paul so that'll be good wrong with that yeah they have the soft serve over there Mm -hmm. now i have the betty Mm -hmm. lou um also bungalow club has opened up in the former craftsman space in longfellow homemade pastas is that what i heard saying about the homemade pastas yum is that going to be a thing i think because it's already been a thing at tenant they do a lot of their they do a course ticketed meal but a lot of the courses are based in pasta and they're delicious yes very good i hope so that's a good date night too by the way the lady who was thinking earlier she needed a good date night plan yeah that's a good that is a good one you uh, gotta buy a ticket you do and you have to plan ahead online you can't yep. really go like you can't pop in except they have tickets sometimes last minute he said okay 
Uh, Tory 44 opened in North Minneapolis. So Tory Ramen, of course, is in St. Paul. They have taken over the Victory 44 spot in North Minneapolis and have opened Tory 44. And it's more than ramen. There's a lot more than ramen. According what is to the lot Facebook more? Page. Do you know? Uh, they had, I saw a goat mushroom rice bowl. And I wow. saw a Guyanese pepper pot that they were doing. They had some really great spiced Yum. Uh, duck legs. So I don't know. It looks a lot. It cool. looks a lot different, which I'm excited about. Here's a weird one. Uh, Tugs Tavern down in yeah. St. Anthony May has been turned into the Hideaway Burger Bar. More burgers, you guys. I think Jeff More Arundel burgers. bought it. That he, owns. Um, he did. Well, he's take. He's just. I think he's just filling the lease out. I don't think he bought the whole thing. He, he he's the guy that's running Hefe down there. Yep. And yep. Yeah, Hefe and Aster. He's the guy behind Aster too. But I think Romarchik owns the whole bunch of oh, things. Oh well, so, and that's a whole nother. Story. That's a whole nother story. But definitely, uh, the old Tux Tavern was kind of a. You know what I mean? It was like a summer only spot anyway, usually, and it has a good burger. They used to feel like they didn't. Ca- they didn't care. But like, that burger with the fried egg on it sometimes was delicious really i never ate there because oh, it was yeah. just i did once and it was just like <laughs> i mean i think it was like an hour before my server ever came back you oh know? i hate when that happens so but the, he's opening his new place and he's got a lot of burgers and he's got you know like a, a bacon cheeseburger with hideaway tavern it's the hideaway burger bar okay and so that's going to be in the old tugs tavern space um what else is open oh so here's a funny thing so uh in el vento south minneapolis john hunt you know the italian spot yes he's opening he's doing a, pe- a pizza pop-up he's calling it the paparazzi pizza pop-up and he's doing it every night uh starting on sunday in his back room oh that's so interesting a special pizza menu they're trying out a focaccia bread style pizza i think from four to nine p.m every day just like 36 people can go at a t- you know what i mean like there's yeah. room for 36 alvento is a cute spot they have good pastas there too yeah i know they have a great brunch actually i always think about them and their brunch um another thing just to let you guys know that urban bean coffee on lindale is closed right now okay so greg martin he's got urban bean still on lake street east lake street but they he sold the lindale spot to the misfit coffee guys which have been a coffee truck that's been around oh so they'll get their own space yeah that's cool so it'll still be coffee yeah just not urban bean coffee 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 and more coffee that's what I'm saying. Um, also letting you know that Whiskey on Ice is today, and there are still tickets for that in Bloomington if you guys want to head down and, like, warm up from the inside out. It is, uh, it, it was, it's, just, it's the fourth year of it. It was in on the depot in Minneapolis before, yep. but they've moved to uh, Bloomington to the Doubletree down there for a bigger space. And uh, so it's, yeah, it's just, actually, it's, like, right over there. I keep thinking how close we are now. We are close. Super close. They have hundreds of whiskeys. Their general admission is, I think, the only thing available anymore. But it's still, you could pop in and uh, sip all the whiskeys you can possibly think of. You could. Are you having um, any dining experiences this week that you're excited about? Well, I do want to say one last thing. Yeah. Is Dine Out for Life is happening on Thursday. Okay. And that is such a great, great event. Please and, go. And this is the point. All you have to do is go out for dinner. And that's it. You go out for dinner at a participating restaurant and we'll put the link up on the page, you guys, on the Facebook page so yes. we can support that. I went to we went to Jones in the Park yeah, last year. Last year, and that's where we had such a great night. Restaurants give anywhere from twenty to thirty five to fifteen percent of their proceeds for the night. Some of them like okay. Lush gives a hundred percent. Lush Lush Food Bar and Finnish Bistro. Okay. This year are giving one hundred percent of the bill to go to donate. And I would say that Zenbox um and Smack Shack are both giving thirty five percent. There's a lot of great, great restaurants on here. So that's Thursday. I'm going to make Thursday sure to the do 26th, that. Thursday the 26th. And again, it's just 
all you have to do is go to dinner. Stewart's, your little Stewart's is giving 50%. Okay, I love Stewart's. I know, Birchwood Cafe, You can have the kimchi fries and donate 50% of your proceeds to Dining Out for Life. Yeah, you can go there for lunch and do that. And this this helps people that it's have... It benefits the Aliveness Project, that's which right. supports aid service organizations. And so. you guys, that's still a thing. People still need help. People still need services in their homes. When they get sick, they need meals and people to come and check on them. So let's support Dining Out for Life. Yeah, all It's of, a pretty easy thing to do. All you have to do is eat. Yep, it is. I like it. All the Bartman restaurants are in there too. Yeah, there's yes. tons. There's just tons. It's really good. And we're going to be talking with seeing women chefs, women chef conference. Carla Hall's in town on Monday night. There are still tickets open for the gala. Yes. Where you can come and eat with some of the world renowned women chefs around the country. So you can check that out online. Womenchefs.org. Women chefs restaurant. It's the WCR. Yeah. Dot org. Yeah. And we have a lot of, if you go to, um, if you go to MSVMag.com, we did put up a list, a, a expanded list of the women-owned food businesses and restaurants in town. Including so was- Red Rabbit and Red Cow's Tracy Bakul. She made the list. Good job, Tracy. All right. We are going to go ahead and say goodbye to you from Bachman's today. Thank you for having us out in Centerpoint and XL Energy. It's so lovely out here, you guys. This is just a great time to get to your garden center. Ciao, ciao. on it. Ciao, ciao.